This is Everybody's Talking with Layla. Hey, thanks for joining me for this week's episode of Everybody's Talking with Layla. Listen, if you're new to this podcast, every week I dive into two or three big stories people are talking about. This week I'm going to do something a little different. So for my usual listeners, this podcast is a little bit different because I'm going to talk about one story and it's a big story. It's a story that I've seen all over my Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. People are talking about this. They are um, posting uh, about how it's made them feel and, and how it's sort of uh, rocked them to the core because they were huge fans, perhaps, of this person's music, but also the legacy this person was building. And if you don't know what I'm talking about at this point, I'm talking about the death of rapper Nipsey Hussle. Now, let me start by saying this. I knew of Nipsey Hussle, know some of his songs, and listened to some of his music before, but I wasn't like the Nipsey Hussle fan. So I'm not coming to you as a Nipsey Hussle expert. I'm coming to you as somebody who took a few days to do some research to figure out why this impact was so great. I mean, any loss of life, understandably, is, is a great impact. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is when you're seeing all the, the murals going up on walls, not just in L.A., where we are, but also all over the country, people having these candlelight vigils. I've seen so many beautiful drawings and, and artist depictions of Nipsey Hussle. And I'm wondering, wow, what was it about this man and his music? And then the more research you do, you realize it was even deeper than the music. It was what he was doing in his community. So I'm going to talk about that today. I, I really took it from a perspective of the lessons I learned by watching interviews he had done. Uh, wishing I personally had interviewed him before because I noticed in every Nipsey Hustle interview, I learned something different about him. He's not one of those people who had these stock answers and gave every reporter or every radio DJ the same interview. It really was an interview based off what you asked. And so I still have so many more questions that sadly I probably will never get answered. But let me go ahead and dive into what's happening and the latest. So rapper Nipsey Hustle was gunned down in front of his own store, the Marathon store in Los Angeles a little over a week ago. The latest is what's happening with his public memorial service. This Thursday, friends, family, fans preparing to say goodbye at this public service. It will be held at the Staples Center. Staples Center is where, you know, the Lakers and the Clippers play. Uh, Staples Center seats 21,000. Concerts are held there. Um, I'm not sure if 21,000 people got tickets for this, but that's how big this venue is. We do know, according to the Staples Center website, the tickets are gone. They didn't sell these tickets. Fans could get them for free, but they were gone within minutes, literally gone within minutes. Uh, this is happening, the service on Thursday, April 11th from 10 a.m. until noon. All the details, if you were people who got the tickets, the details are on the Staples Center website. Also, whoever's running Nipsey Hussle's social media pages, the details are on there as well. Um, tickets can't be resold. I have to say this because you know there's always a fool in the bunch trying to make a coin off something. Uh, according to eBay, people were trying to resell their tickets, the free tickets to the service on eBay. And that goes against the, the eBay policy of A, selling free items and B, profiting off their human tragedy policy, which is you can't profit off of a, a tragedy. So that was a no-no. And I got that according to the LA Times. Uh, they said someone was trying to sell the tickets for $400. So that's that. But if you don't have a ticket and you're in the Los Angeles area, Staples Center says stay tuned. They'll release the details of the procession shortly. 
this procession, by the way, rumored to be about 25 miles long from Staples Center through South L.A. It's going to pass right in front of his marathon store, the store that Nipsey Hussle owned and the store where he was gunned down. Sadly, uh, he was 33 years old, so young. But the knowledge she delivered in that short time, I mean, I told you I was watching videos, learned so much about him and his street smarts, but also his business savvy. Uh, 33 years old, died March 31st. His store is off West Slauson Avenue in the Hyde Park area. 29-year-old Eric Holder, a man who Nipsey knew. This was not a stranger to him. Matter of fact, I saw a picture online where they were in the same picture. Like with a group of guys, I guess they're all like hanging out with friends and stuff. That's unfortunate. Uh, 29-year-old Eric Holder charged with Nipsey's murder. He pleaded not guilty. Police say Holder and Nipsey got in some sort of argument out in front of that store. Apparently Holder left, came back with a you know woman was driving this car. They came back. According to police, Holder gets out. This is all captured on camera, by the way. Surveillance cameras were all up in this shopping plaza. Comes back, shoots Nipsey. There were two guys, uh, two bystanders who also got hit. One still in the hospital recovering, but they're both going to be okay. But shoots Nipsey, walks away like, hey, let me go back. Goes back, shoots him, goes back again. Uh, the autopsy says Nipsey died as a result of gunshot wounds to the head and the, the upper torso. 33 years old. Nipsey had planned to meet with LAPD the day after his funeral. The police chief and the commissioner they were meeting about gang violence prevention. So at first when he was killed, people were saying, oh, this was probably a retaliation because Nipsey was a gang member. No. And if you watched his videos and interviews he had done with reporters before, Nipsey moved pretty freely throughout his area. People knew him, respected him. People from other gangs knew him, respected him. He, he, he didn't appear to walk around like he needed like he was a target. And he did have a bodyguard who just happened not to be with him that day because, as I said, Nipsey seemed to move around pretty freely. Um, but he wasn't a gang in his life earlier on in his life. He was a gang member and he became a Grammy nominated rapper and activist and entrepreneur. Uh, he was working to improve life, not just for himself, but the people of South Los Angeles. When I started reading all the things he was doing, because people can say, oh, this person's life started off this way and they were in a gang. It's about, it's about how you, you're making a difference. You can make a mistake in life or have a bad start. What are you doing about it to change lives? And that's what his legacy is going to be. His first studio album, and I say studio album because we're going to get to these mixtapes first in a second. But his first studio album, Victory Lap, debuted last year. Just debuted. And Nipsey earned that nomination for Best Rap Album at this year's Grammy Awards. He was known for his marketing strategy. So I talked about these mixtapes. He did like six or seven mixtapes. Fans know better than I do. Uh... He's known for this $100 Crenshaw mixtape. And I read this article where uh, I think Forbes.com had it, where he talked about in this interview, a mentor gave him a book. Nipsey Hussle loved to read. Not like nonfiction, I mean, you know, fiction books, excuse me, and not books about just random stuff. He liked books about successful people and figuring out how they got successful. That's where his mind was. So there was a, a mentor who gave him this book, and it was about this guy who had a $100 Philly cheesesteak. And folks were like, nobody going to buy your $100 Philly cheesesteak? Well, people did. People who, had, who could afford a $100 cheesesteak. 
They're intrigued. Why is this cheesesteak $100? You know how it is. People like to buy the more expensive stuff sometimes. So Nipsey's thought process was I sell my mixtape for $100, but I also release it, the, the music for free. But those who spend $100 for the hard copy, I give them an experience. So with this hard copy, these limited editions, because I'm only going to release X number, right? I think he had a thousand maybe copies or whatever, or something like that. And, and rapper Jay-Z, by the way, bought a hundred copies of it, of this 2013 mixtape. But he said, I release a, you know, X number of copies for a hundred dollars. You get this special experience. That experience includes autographs, some concert tickets. So his fans got something extra special. So of course those people bought those hundred dollar mixtapes and he made his a hundred thousand dollars off of them. So that was his marketing strategy. Police arrested Nipsey's alleged shooter uh, about two days after Nipsey's death. They were, they were looking for this guy, and it only took him two days to find, them, find him. If he's convicted, he could face a maximum sentence of life in prison. Attorney Christopher Darden is representing Holder. Now, if Darden's name is familiar, you may remember his name from the 1995 O.J. Simpson trial. He wasn't on the defense. He was on the prosecution at the time. Got backlash for that. Now, fast forward to today, he's representing this guy and Nipsey Hussle's murder as a defense attorney. By the way, Darden's daughter was on social media. And she said, back off of me. People were coming for her and leaving the nasty comments and threats. And she said, I have no say in who my father represents. I found out like y'all on social media, he's representing this guy. So she just put it out there and said that. She also posted some tributes to Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey's bodyguard was not with him, as I said earlier, the day he was shot. And he announced on his... Uh, social media, he's done. He's retiring. He's done being a bodyguard. You can tell they had a really co- close friendship and relationship, and he was just so crushed by this, but did vow to take care of and look after Nipsey Hussle's family. Uh, so many celebrity tributes, as you can imagine, in addition to all the fan tributes for Nipsey. Uh, he was a true Lakers fan. He loved basketball, was seen many times courtside at the games at Staples Center. Uh, He was also fond of and friends with other players from other teams like Russell Westbrook, uh, James Harden. I saw an interview that Nipsey did with Steph Curry. Steph Curry has this little series. He does like five minutes. He interviews people. They are riding in like this bus or something, and he's interviewing Nipsey Hussle. And the interview was just so laid back, and you can tell Steph was like, wow, I'm learning a lot. Nipsey was smart, very smart, real business savvy. And he was talking about how entrepreneurship is going to be different for the folks who are younger now with this younger generation because their mentality is, yeah, I can do that. Let me show you. You know, back in the day, you may have been a little more hesitant, like, oh, there's just this one way or these two ways to do something. But y'all know the young folks today, they don't really think that way. You know, you can get famous off a YouTube video or go viral off of something on Instagram. And next thing you know, you got a, a deal a multi-million dollar deal or a multi-thousand dollar deal. And, you know, you sort of start showing businesses and take off. So uh, because that's their norm, they have this can-do attitude. It's really about the norms you're creating. Like, what is what is the norm? What is cool? That's what folks latch on to was Nipsey's whole point. And so the, the young folks today are just going to see entrepreneurship in a different, uh, different lens. And I thought it was a really cool interview. Like I said, a huge basketball fan. Uh, John Legend also had a tribute for Nipsey Hussle. He talked about how they just filmed a video in Inglewood right before Nipsey died. 
Rapper T.I. gave a really long post on his Instagram about Nipsey Hussle and, and just how, how hurt he was by his death. But then he also laid down some truth to the people. He said, our culture killed Nipsey. The thing he fought for turned right around and snatched him away. To know better is to do better. Stop accepting the bliss of ignorance and learn your way out of your situation. So he's going back to what a lot of folks are saying. This Eric Holder guy who was accused of killing Nipsey Hussle. You know, jealousy and envy will have you doing some crazy things. Instead of supporting and building with, you tear down, you kill, right? And so that's what he was saying. Nipsey was trying to clean up the streets and get these kids, kids out of gang life, which is why he had that meeting set up with LAPD and also, I believe, partnering with Rock Nation. The police say that meeting will go on. Obviously, we have to get through the memorial, the burial, all that. The families are grieving. But hopefully, at some point, Nipsey's family and LAPD and Rock Nation can all uh, still move forward and and finish what his, what his vision was. Um, so that's just some of the many tributes that are out there. Nipsey leaves behind two kids. So he has a, a daughter an older daughter, and then he has a son with longtime girlfriend, actress Lauren London. Um, the daughter is not with Lauren. She's from a previous relationship, but the son is with Lauren London. They have a young son. And people just, their hearts break for her. I mean, you can imagine she rushed to the hospital after word of his, his shooting, and then he died. And you feel like, man, they were just getting started. And just to hear the tributes from other celebrities and friends who are close to them, and you, the way they describe their love, it's like watching a love story unfold on TV. People say it was like a, a fairy tale, a storybook kind of love, a, a rare once-in-a-lifetime kind of love. And she called him her, her, her protector, and you can clearly tell she was just so broken by this. But knowing that she will continue to build what he started and carry that on and be um, the, the mother that she is to their child. So it's just very heartbreaking. I think a lot of women who I was reading these comments on Instagram and Facebook, they just felt that loss with her. Like, man, I can't imagine that loss when we have a, a young child together. So prayers continue to go out to her and the rest of his family as well. Um, but what he also left behind, when I was talking about the lessons learned, he left behind a, a spirit of change and hope. Here are some of the things Nipsey Hussle was doing, which I didn't know until I started researching. And people say, yeah, he did a lot in the community, but really, I didn't know. He created jobs and educational opportunities. He launched a co-working space. So really like a, a gateway between the, the young folks in the inner city trying to get to Silicon Valley, helping to facilitate that, right? Uh, a co-working space and also STEM programs for young people. He had redevelopment plans. So that little plaza he had over there off Slauson where he had his marathon store, there was redevelopment plans for opening a barbershop, a Creole seafood restaurant, family-owned and operated businesses. That was his thing. And then hiring folks right there in the community and putting them to work. He invested in a skating rink. I'm leaving out a whole bunch of stuff. I didn't know that he had a hair shop. Sure did. Elite hair. Elite human hair. It was selling hair weave extensions. He was dabbling in everything, all these businesses and investments. There were so many vigils, and there's one right in front of the store. So you may have heard, and, and living here in L.A., I saw the news coverage, but the first night of the vigil outside the Marathon store got crazy. People were getting hurt. It was a mess, like a stampede. But police got control over there, and what's happening is they have this whole system in place where they let groups of people in at a time, people leaving their candles, cards, beautiful artwork, this vigil is just 
massive and it's growing and a lot of folks are coming by to pay their respects over there off Slauson. My sister and I were talking and we're like, we're just going to go by. I, I, I just want to see the, the beautiful murals and tributes and why not? We're right here not to be nosy and say I was there, but I really can sense and feel the community connection and all the work he did, all these businesses and investments he did. I can feel that from watching uh, uh, this amazing news coverage I've seen here in Los Angeles. So the vigils and memorials are not just happening in Los Angeles. They're happening all over the country and the world. People are feeling this impact. I imagine when this procession happens after the public memorial on Thursday and they're going to ride through um, all the areas that are so near and dear to Nipsey's family and that were dear to him. It's just going to remind me, if you saw that movie Notorious about Biggie's life um, and when they rode through in New York and how the fans had the music plan and they were just all those tributes, I feel like it's going to be probably very similar for Nipsey. The intersection, here's the latest thing. L.A. City Council uh, announced that it plans to rename the intersection where Nipsey, right near where Nipsey died and where his store is. Uh, They're going to rename that uh, in his honor. So it's going to be the Hermes Nipsey Hustle Askadam Square. Um, And that's on Crenshaw Boulevard and West Slauson Avenue. So my my takeaways with all of this, just watching videos and researching is no matter where you came from, He was one of those examples, no matter where you come from, you can better yourself. You can go on to um, be an entrepreneur, but he never forgot where he came from because that's where he invested. He knew these same streets I ran in the gang are the same streets I'm back in now, rebuilding, giving kids another way out, investing in their education, investing in their futures, being a role model, right? I mean, that's what I got from not just his music, but watching all these interviews and videos of what he was literally doing right there in the same streets where he grew up. This man, by the way, another lesson, I saw one interview and they asked him in the interview, um, did you graduate from high school? And he said he made it through 10th grade or to 10th grade. So no, he dropped out. But his business savvy, his money management was Amazing. And I feel like that's the case for a lot of these folks who sometimes don't make it through school. Maybe you're out here in the streets doing Lord knows what illegal stuff, crazy stuff. They got the business smarts, though. They got the sense of how to how to earn, put that into something legal. And watch your money grow and then go back and invest and build. And that's what he was doing. He had that part down. Loved to read. Like I said, loved to read and, and was really trying to better himself. I felt like, too, he was on the path and the same track of, of doing things like what Diddy is doing, building that empire, Jay-Z. Nipsey was going to be on that level. He was already headed that way. He had so much, so much life, I feel, ahead of him and so much difference and impact to still make. And if you listen to the interview or watch the, uh, or read the interview that his family recently did, his parents I always wonder where people get that kind of strength from. And obviously it goes back to faith. They got a deep faith, honey, because they feel like he was sent here and he, he did his mission, whatever God sent him here to do. He made a difference and it was just his time. And that, whoo, that's, that's a hard one sometimes when someone dies so young, but he did do a lot in a little bit of time when you really read and learn about how he made changes right in his own backyard. He did a lot in 33 years. 
a lot, and really the last 10, a heck of a lot. So continued thoughts and prayers to his family and all y'all Nipsey Hussle fans. I get it now. <laughs> I actually, I get it. I, I, I researched and did my homework and it's important sometimes to do that, to, to really understand a story and how it's having the sort of impact it's having, not just in one area, all over the country and then abroad as well. All right, thanks for tuning in for this week's episode of Everybody's Talking with Layla. Make sure you're subscribing too to Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. I'm on all those locations. And if you're watching this on Facebook, remember I'm just putting this video up so you can kind of watch along. If you've, if you've missed watching me talk, there you go. This is what the Facebook video is for. Uh, make sure you subscribe, like I said, and I will tune back in with you for next week's episode. Have a great week.